hey, cool, you've got a pay rise. Let's talk about how we're going to use and optimize those extra dollars in order to help ourselves out. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that, that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realizing you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. You'll never guess what time it is. It is 7.40, p.m. on a Friday night. And I'm here recording this episode, one, because I love you guys too much. Too much? Definitely too much, but so much as well. And two, because I can. And I love a quiet Friday night in, so I thought, why not do a little bit of recording? Especially about something like this. This is quite niche, quite specific. And I think it'll be interesting for me to discuss with myself and for you to then discuss with me in my Instagram DMs at The One Up Project. Looking forward to hearing from you. So this episode is all about what we do when we get a pay rise. There's a lot of chat, rightfully so, about the increasing cost of living. And a lot of us to combat that have gone and tried to get new jobs, be promoted and earn ourselves some pay rises. And I hope that some of you can say you have achieved that uh, within the last year and if not are possibly working towards that as well. I had one of the one up listeners DM me with this question saying, Hey Sarah I have recently gotten a promotion at work, which is super exciting. It's coming with a pay increase. And I want to know if you have anything in mind that I should consider now that I'm getting paid more. Like, I don't know whether to invest that money or to spend it on myself. I'm scared of lifestyle creep. What do you think? And I sort of sent her back a list of recommendations, but I actually thought that this is an excellent podcast topic because there is so much to consider. And so often we're talking about what we do do to budget our existing dollars better but not what to do when we get access to money which I think happens to people more often than you think it doesn't need to be in the form of a pay increase but it could be a random side hustle you picked up extra dollars somewhere maybe you got inheritance or you know you don't know what to do with it so this is a little bit of an insight into what you could consider when you come into more money somehow, but most typically through a pay rise. So you got a pay increase, woohoo, congrats, that is incredible, you've obviously put in the mahi to get to this point, you have done so much work on yourself, I'm sure, to develop and to grow within your role, and it has not come easily, so well done, congratulations for actually taking a risk, putting yourself out there, pitching and advocating for yourself it's never easy and I think it's amazing that you've achieved that within this episode I'm going to play the voice of reason with some reminders for what we can do I almost feel like I'm playing the role of a bit of a Debbie Downer today which is not ideal but it's not negative it's not me saying hey cool you got a pay rise but don't spend any of your money it's me saying hey cool you got a pay rise let's talk about how we're going to use 
and optimize those extra dollars in order to help ourselves out. And guess what? There's not one way to do this. There's a million different paths that are the right way. And whichever path you choose is the right way because that is the one that I hope feels most aligned to who you are as a a person and who you want to be and where you want to be going. You know, these choices, especially around finance, aren't for anyone else. They are for you. Even if you're choosing to spend money on others, say you want to give more to your family or to, to your community or to charity, these choices are still your own to make and you need to be happy with them, happy that you're making them for what you believe to be right, not for what someone else has placed on you as an expectation or an idea of what you should be doing. So the first thing we can talk about with getting a pay increase is lifestyle creep. Dun dun dun. Where are those extra dollars going when you earn them? Have you ever felt like you've gotten a pay rise in the past and if you're a few paychecks in and you're like where the hell is this extra money going? Like I should be feeling like I'm rich right now. I should be feeling as if I have more money, but I don't. I don't feel like I have more money than I usually do. Why is that? And a lot of the time it's because of lifestyle creep or lifestyle inflation. So what this is, is when you just start increasing your spending at the same rate in which you earn. So instead of spending at the same rate that you earned before and then taking that extra money and putting it into something like an investment or something for yourself, you're just upping your costs. So we go from the home brand bread to the branded bread. We go from the cheapest cheese you can find to the vintage cheese, which is like $15 a block. I would know because that's my favorite cheese and I never get it anymore. (laughs) It's all the little things that add up to just a few more dollars, not into your pocket, but into the pocket of someone else. And it's easy to do, right? Like there's no blame on anyone for this happening. It's so easy to do. We're surrounded by consumerism all the time, not only through marketing, but through the influences around us being our friends, our family, people we see on social media. You know, when we think we're earning a little bit more, we're like, well, I think I deserve a bit of a treat. And of course you do. We all deserve treats, but you can plan those treats in so that one, you're spending guilt-free, but also it doesn't impact your usual financial situation at all and you're still getting ahead. So lifestyle creep is something to watch out for. It's tempting to increase your spending as you earn more, but when you have a plan for what you're going to do before you get the pay increase, that's when you can start to notice, okay, what's the difference in my paycheck and where am I going to put those dollars? You could live on lower money before and you can still do it now. So now we've spoken about lifestyle creep and you're well aware of the fact that your costs can typically increase as your income increases and that's something we want to stop doing, want to be at least aware of and use our money intentionally. Give every dollar a job. Every dollar is a vote for the person you want to be. Use them wisely. So the first thing we can do when we get a pay increase to make sure we're using our dollars wisely is do a bit of a general money health checkup and assessment or reassessment, reevaluate your budget and incorporate the increased income. I always like to say to people, like do like a test test run so you can go on to paye.net.nz and that is a website where you can put in your income before tax 
put in your KiwiSaver tax rate, all those things, and it'll calculate what your take-home pay is. So you can do this for when you're anticipating a pay increase and see what the difference between your current pay now and your pay in the future will be and work out where you're going to put those dollars. So go on there and just test it out. Have a play around. What does your money look like if you increase your KiwiSaver rate, decrease it? And we'll talk more about that soon. And just, I guess, a little bit of a trial and error for yourself before you actually get that money. So a bit of a reassessment. Other things to reassess here are your habits. What are your habits looking like now? How are you managing your money? It doesn't matter if you earn $10,000 a year or $100,000 a year. If you can't manage that money effectively, you won't get ahead. So taking a look at your habits, what are the consistent things you're doing to get yourself in a position where you can feel financial freedom and I have an opinion on financial freedom where I don't believe you need to be rich to experience the feeling of having flexibility and choice in your life financial freedom is what it whatever you want to make it to me financial freedom right now is earning enough in a context where I am able to have complete freedom and autonomy over my schedule and choose how I live my life and run my day, which is why I work remotely, I'm a contractor, so I'm not employed anywhere, I don't fall under the same kind of rules as an employee, and I have a lot more flexibility and choice and freedom, but I still earn what I would have earned if I was in a normal job, probably more actually. So that is my definition of financial freedom right now. What is your definition of financial freedom and how are you building the habits and your habit stacking? If you haven't listened to my episode on atomic habits, we talk about habit stacking there. How are you habit stacking in order to achieve your version of financial freedom and success? The next thing which is important, what I'm doing when I'm talking is I'm laying financial foundations these to me are the important financial foundations to think about when you're starting from scratch with your money when you get a pay increase every quarter whenever you feel like it these are the financial foundations I come back to and that I think are good to start with before we even get to like investing what you're putting your money into savings goals we want to talk about habits where you sit now and and things like debt because debt is going to hold you back from making any gains anywhere else if it's interest bearing. Of course, interest free debt such as student loans in New Zealand, those are things that we don't count in this group, but looking at debt is going to be a key one. So when I talk about debt, I talk I'm talking about buy now pay laters, your afterpay, your lay by accounts, any consumer credit cards, credit cards you're using to buy things like holidays or new furniture or laptops or things like that. Do you have any consumer credit cards? Do you have anything on credit? Do you have your phone on a plan where you're paying it off over time or your laptop on a plan where you're paying it off over time? Personal loans, car loans, these are the sort of high interest debts that we want to tackle first. And there's a lot of talk about avalanche versus snowball method of decreasing or get rid of, getting rid of debt. And the, I don't know which one is which actually, but one of them is to tackle the high interest debt first. And the other one is starting with the smallest debt, working your way up to the largest debt. Whichever one you choose is going to completely depend on the type of person you are. If you're someone who loves just ticking things off, getting it done, building momentum, going from one thing to the next, then starting with the smallest step first and moving to the largest, even if it costs you more because you're not getting rid of that interest cost, might be more motivating and actually a better 
route for you than tackling the highest interest debt first, which might cost you less because you're paying off something that's costing you heaps like more and more as time goes on. That method might be better for you if you're someone who just wants to get rid of the debt in the most effective way in terms of cost. And you're not someone who really cares about having like not ticking things off and things taking time. If you're a more patient person, that might work better for you. So have a think about what would work better. But the key thing here is that we want to get rid of debt or we at least want to pay it down as much as possible so that we're really feeling and earning the benefits of our investments over time. There's no point investing your money into a fund and getting a 7 or 8% return, annual return every year, if you're also paying interest on a credit card at 8 or 9%. Um, interest every year because you're technically losing money then so you want to get rid of the interest bearing debt first before you start putting money into your investments is my personal opinion and how I would probably go about doing it but again it's all going to depend on your personal situation of course debt is important to remove and that kind of ties into the habits thing of like are you are you learning to live in the debt I, at the start of the year, came back from um, four and a half, five-ish months in Indonesia and Southeast Asia. And so I was traveling around. I ended up using up all my emergency fund and I I didn't actually dip into my investments, but I dipped into my tax money, which I was putting aside from the money I was earning because I'm a contractor or a freelancer. And so I have to put away my own tax and I was dipping into that tax money to pay for all sorts of crap that I didn't need and I ended up kind of getting used to that where I was in the cycle and this year I bought a car with that money, I I paid for heaps of stuff with that money and have just been continuously paying it off and even though I'm on top of it, I'm handling it, it's not earning me any interest because it's still my money, it's like this habit I've built of just being used to using my own debt and like living in my own version of afterpay and my own debt and I'm like oh my god this is how people get into debt so quickly so easily and it builds up so fast is that you just get so used to, to living within that and it's it's actually very hard very difficult takes a lot of discipline a lot of time as well it's almost been a year and I'm still not out of it I'm just at the very end of paying back my tax money it's hard and it can be incredibly debilitating and if you're in that position I feel for you and it is difficult and it's important to have compassion for yourself that that is hard it's also important to understand and keep yourself accountable to what that kind of habit is creating for your long-term future but also for your belief in yourself so assess where you are sitting with debt. And then while you're doing it, while you're at it, think about your long-term financial goals. What is your why for everything to do with your financial life? Do you want to have financial freedom? What does financial freedom mean to you? Does it mean owning a home? Does it mean buying your parents a home? Does it mean not ever having to think about money when you swipe your card? Does it mean accumulating assets? Does it mean lying on a beach and never working? Does it mean retiring early? It's going to mean something different to everyone. What is your definition and how do your financial goals tie into that? If your goal is to own a home as quickly as possible, then a house deposit is going to be first priority on the financial list of things to do. If your goal and your why at the moment is to travel, then saving for travel is going to be number one on on the list. My kind of why for saving money or doing anything financially responsible 
is that I want to feel secure in my financial future. I want to have freedom and I want to have choice. And I have noticed that it seems like building strong, consistent habits over time is the best way to get there without really digging too much into my current lifestyle now. So what I mean by that is I don't care if I'm investing $5 a month as long as I'm doing it consistently, which is total bullshit and lies from me because I have not been doing it um, until the last couple of months because as I told you I've been working on paying back my tax money and kind of getting out of that debt portion first but now I'm sort of moving back into that routine where consistent contributions to my investments is what's going to help me feel like I have some kind of security over my financial future. The other part of that is having a large and in charge emergency fund. I'm starting off with just having a grand in there so that I at least have that to contribute to anything that happens. I've had to pay for so many unexpected laptop issues recently. The next time this laptop causes me a problem it's going to the bin. But that's why emergency funds are so great and that's why it's important to Think about your long-term financial goals and what financial freedom actually means to you. Thinking about things early as well, like I feel like I've only really just grasped how good it is to think about things early. I went to Sydney last week and I saved for that over a four-month period and I spent under budget. I got back, I reallocated that money to, I think I put it into the next thing that I'm next trip I'm going on which is to Melbourne next year for Taylor Swift and I haven't bought my flights yet or accommodation or done any of that stuff so I really need to get on to saving for that but it was so great to be able to spend on that trip to Sydney freely without feeling guilt even though actually i noticed that I was really struggling to spend on that trip which was weird but I could spend without guilt and I also could spend knowing that my other expenses were taken care of so that planning aspect is so important when it comes to your long-term financial goals even if it's small amounts just thinking about it and building a consistent habit is going to make all the difference the next big thing to think about Kiwi listeners I'm talking about Kiwi Saver. Australian listeners, I'm talking about your super. American listeners, I'm talking about your 401k. I'm talking about for the rest of the world. And if you are listening from anywhere else other than those places, maybe the UK, let me know on Instagram. But also, I'm talking about your retirement scheme. So when you get a pay rise, KiwiSaver, I think, is something to consider. I'm a big believer in the power of KiwiSaver and the power of putting money away consistently and in the power of ignorance to what you're putting away and not seeing it. KiwiSaver gets taken out of your paycheck before it lands in your pocket if you are an employee. If you're like me, you have to do it manually. So it's not as cool in terms of not seeing it. But I think not really knowing you had it means you don't really ever miss it. And I remember in one of my previous jobs, I did 10% contribution to KiwiSaver over a year and it increased my KiwiSaver dramatically. I haven't done that since because I haven't been in a position where it's made sense. But I know for a fact that increasing your KiwiSaver contributions makes a huge difference. And if saving for your first home or retirement is a priority for you, then that is something you might want to consider. 
The easiest and most effective thing you can do with your KiwiSaver without adding any extra dollars to it as well is making sure you're in the right fund. If you have a long time horizon, you want to be looking at a growth or high growth KiwiSaver fund. If you've got a short time horizon, you want to be looking at a conservative and possibly a balanced, but you want to be intentional with the KiwiSaver fund you are putting yourself in. Emergency fund, as I spoke about, I think it's important that if you get a pay rise, look at your finances as they are and tell me, do you have an emergency fund? And if you don't, tell me why. Is that because you've never prioritized it? Is that because you don't think you need it? Is that because, I don't know, it could be a number of reasons. If it's because you don't think you'll need it, then I'm going to give you the same reasoning that people give for why you should have insurance which is that's exactly the point you hope you never have to use it but if you ever did it's there in case and I can't think of the amount of times I've had a phone break and I need to replace it on the day a laptop do the same thing those are kind of my only two real examples that I've experienced but you might have a family that's sick need to buy a flight instantly things like this that is what an emergency fund is there for because going back to what I said about planning and the importance of planning you want to be able to spend money in those situations without it impacting your current financial situation at all all your expenses and everything else is still being fully taken care of without you even having to stress out a tiny bit because the thing that you need to pay for is already covered with your emergency fund. Financial advisors I've spoken to often talk about having three to six months worth of expenses in there. Yes, that takes patience and a lot of time to build up. I'm currently on my journey to that, but that's a long way away before I actually achieve that. Right now I have $1,000 in my emergency fund. That's it. Uh, it's not enough to buy a new phone or a new laptop if I needed it, but it's enough to contribute to it and cover some basic things if I needed it. My rent for a month, that's $1,000. So not including power, electricity, Wi-Fi or anything like that, but you know, it'll cover at least somewhere to rest my head. And I think that me personally, if I was coming into a pay rise, something I would prioritize is allocating some of that money to an emergency fund and this is before you start paying off debt this is before you start investing this is the foundation of all foundations do you have a fallback for anything that involves taking risk such as investing such as prioritizing paying off debt things that could take away from your financial situation you want to contribute to something that can add to your financial situation if you ever needed. I think an emergency fund is an investment into yourself. Now we get to the fun part, investing. This is when we can finally consider investing. Okay, we've gone through all our financial foundations. Our emergency fund is good to go. We've paid off our debt as much as we possibly can. Our KiwiSaver is in the right fund and we've assessed whether it makes sense to contribute more or less to that. We've assessed our budget, we've assessed our why, we've assessed our long-term goals. Now we're at the investing portion and I know KiwiSaver is investing, but it's slightly different to the extra layer of investing we choose to do because I know some of you invest in individual companies. I personally don't. I invest in funds, so it's a little bit less risky. But for those of you investing in individual companies, you're taking a bigger risk because you are putting more of your money into one asset. And so that is something to be used as an optimization on an existing solid financial base. So we're looking at investing, financial investing. We're going to talk about non-financial investing in a second as well. 
Can you contribute or does it make sense for you to contribute more to your investment portfolio? Or does it make sense for you to start investing? Is that something you've wanted to do but you've never had the income for and now you do? Is it time to set up the Shares account and get into it? Which is super exciting and we have a lot of episodes on that as well if you are interested. And you're always welcome to reach out to me on the One Up Project as well if you have any questions about investing. I can lead you in the path of the right resources, not just my podcast, but others that I love, other websites that I love too. I'm always more than happy to answer any questions and I answer all DMs. If it was me and I got a pay rise, I would probably consider investing more per month into what I was already investing into. So that would be a fund of some sort and I would play around with my budget to see how much more money would make sense maybe it's only $50 more maybe it's 100 maybe it's 500 it's obviously going to depend on how much your pay increase is but having a look at that playing around and seeing what might make sense to you is going to be the best option this might even be a chance for you to have some play money with investing I know a lot of people do that as well they allocate a portion of their income to investing in fun stocks so to speak on the stock market which might just be little guesses or punts that they have in terms of the companies they want to invest in. I don't really do that because I personally just use investing in stocks as a financial vehicle. I think if I was going to do like a fun investing for me it would be investing in like a private company or investing in someone's actual company I think would be fun but anyway we're not here to talk about me. The other kind of investing you can do is in yourself, the best kind of investing, my favorite kind of investing, and it doesn't need to be financial. Is there some kind of professional or personal development course or program you have been wanting to put some money towards and do? Maybe you've wanted to start your own business. Do you want to invest into a business? This is an asset too, obviously a much riskier asset. Maybe there's a side hustle you want to start up. Is there an investment into yourself you could possibly make too as well? And is that something that makes sense for this new bit of money you're coming into? If it was me, I'm just having fun thinking about all the things I would do if I got a pay increase. I think for me, honestly, it would all just go towards an emergency fund and my investing and my travel. But I also really want to set aside a treat myself account, which is hilarious because I already do a lot of things to treat myself. You guys know I get my nails done every four weeks just had my hair done recently which cost a literal arm and leg and I do enjoy things like that but I, I kind of want to have a dedicated fund where if I wanted something I wanted a new piece of clothing or shoes or whatever I could just dip into that and I have that sitting there ready which you could say isn't really an investing in yourself but at the same time it is okay and the last thing we want to talk about here is protection Do you know what kind of protection I'm talking about? Yep, I knew you were thinking of this one. Insurance. I recently got health insurance. It's costing me about $130 a month, which feels like expensive. But from from my research and from what I've been told and seen, that's pretty standard and pretty good for what I'm getting as well. I sought out an insurance advisor that I really trusted and had seen doing a lot of work in the space with the communities I'm kind of involved in and she really helped me to assess which insurances would be right for me. I only ended up getting health, I was going to get income as well but I decided against that for now, it didn't quite make sense for my financial situation 
So health is what I have got and I'm really happy to have that and I know I will begin to utilize that in the coming months and years with certain things I'm wanting to do but it's also protection there for if in case anything ever went wrong as well. I think it is something worth reviewing when you have that extra income because your income one is your biggest asset if we're talking about income uh, protection and insurance but your health is also one of your biggest assets and if you work for yourself you know that you don't get some of the certainties that an employee gets in terms of the structure of the way you work you know I really miss things like sick pay not that health insurance replaces sick pay but it does help you if you were to get seriously ill and that's something that I want to make sure I have in place if it came down to it. So does insurance, does protection make sense for you as well? The main theme here is across all of these different considerations is what matters to you. I really want you to make the decision that aligns most with the life you want to be living because it matters to you deep down. And this takes a lot of work outside of the financial sphere as well. Who are you as a person? What do you care about? What matters to you? Where do you want your dollars to be going? And there's so many nuanced conversations in between all of these high-level conversations we're having right now. But on a broad scale, broad level, what actually matters to you? That's going to determine where all of those extra dollars go and how you use those extra dollars to get you in a position that brings joy, that brings financial freedom, that brings flexibility. And that's all I ever want for you. Of course, you can go and get professional advice as well if you're unsure. Professional financial advice can be free with advisors that are paid based on commission. So they might get paid by the providers you sign up to or they are a paid fee. So you pay them a fee for their services. There's two types of advisors. Both are great. It is important to have an awareness of potential bias with advisors that are paid on commission, but at the same time, I think, look, it doesn't mean you actually have to follow the advice and go through with what they're saying. You still want to assess, is this right for you? But just important to have that awareness, so be very clear, transparent, and honest with the advisor you go to about how they get paid, about the kind of service you want as well. I've got an episode on financial advisors and how this all works, which I'll link below for you, and you can go and listen to that if you want to hear more. But overall, lay the foundations, test out things before it happens and consider lifestyle creep um, when you are moving up the pay scale. Congratulations once again if you have gotten a pay rise recently and if you haven't, just congratulations for existing and being here and listening to this episode and getting to the end of it. I appreciate you so much. I hope you learned something. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and we will talk very soon. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.